The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and Percy, today we're going to talk about being empowered to serve people. Absolutely. At the end of the day, what we should and most of us do understand, we have a mandate by God that we have been blessed in order to be a blessing. And part of that is when we use the word minister or ministry, as we understand the definition of that, it means to serve. And so yes. we're going to talk about service today. Yeah, in the context of serving people who are going through a cancer journey. Absolutely. A growing community, uh, as we've discussed and will discuss uh, in this interview of the growing numbers of people who are being diagnosed with cancer, we need to be equipped and prepared to service them and support them. We have a guest who's going to come along. We'll introduce her momentarily. But, uh, you know, Percy, you're becoming known as the voice of inspiration these days. These programs are already making an impact. Well, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to God and I'm humbled by the fact that uh, the, this voice and our voice is resonating with so many. And, of course, the goal for this program always was, Wayne, as you know, is to breathe life and energy and hope into people. And that's what the word inspiration means. So if I'm indeed becoming the voice of inspiration, all glory goes to God, yeah, my friend. Yeah, I love that. And I love that about you, Percy. All right. Now, we have a guest coming up today, a very special person. Well, again, this is an individual who I work with personally on a day-to-day basis. Her name is Connie Singleton, and she's a spiritual outreach coordinator uh, for the Cancer Treatment Centers of America. She's going to talk about her role in supporting a program that we've talked a lot about here on our show, Our Journey of Hope, the Cancer Care Leadership Training Program that's free to churches and pastors and laity in equipping them to serve cancer patients. We'll get to meet Connie in just a few moments here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. We always try to provide practical resources for our listeners, and you've put together something called Hospital Visitation Tips. Now, uh, tell me about this, and, and why is this helpful? Well, what I've learned over again, the 20 plus years of bedside ministry as a chaplain and uh, director of pastoral care uh, individuals is that, quite frankly, most and many individuals simply do not know how to do an effective hospital visit. They, and the reason being is that no one ever equipped or told individuals sure. what an effective hospital visit looks like. So we put together a document that really helps people to kind of center in on some of the nuances and art and science, as I've learned that there's an art and science to everything of, of how to do things well and effective. And so this document was put in place to really equip people to mentally, emotionally, and spiritually be effective in hospital visitation. Well, it's terrific. It really really is so very helpful. And I wanted to mention it here at the start of the program today. We'll talk about it a bit later as well. But it is available as a resource, which you can download right now by going to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Download this, print it out, use it. Hospital visitation tips. I don't think there's anyone who wouldn't benefit from uh, using this resource eventually. So hospital visitation tips available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Now, you're listening to this program because you are listening to our podcast online 
Are you a subscriber to the podcast, though? That's very important. Well, the question on the table is, if you are not a subscriber, then please subscribe and share with others to subscribe as we continue to build our fan base. About 120 plus thousand people now are uh, members of that subscription base, and we want to continue to spread the word of health hope, and inspiration. And when you subscribe, you'll get automatic downloads of the program so you don't miss an episode of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Well, one more thing you can do for this podcast is you can review us on iTunes so that others learn about what this program is all about. Do that on iTunes for the podcast Health, Hope, and Inspiration. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling the phone number at the top of our homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, you've got a Bible open there in front of you. you. You got something on your mind? Well, the Word of God, as we know, is food to our soul and our spirit. And so our spiritual nugget for today that will establish and frame the conversation that we're about to have with our guest is found in Joshua 1 and 9. And it says, Have I, being God, not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you may go. Our guest today is a living embodiment of that verse, and we're going to meet her now as Percy sat down recently to talk with a very special person. Man, oh man, oh man, am I excited about the next person that I am about to interview Connie Singleton, who is the spiritual outreach coordinator at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Noonan, Georgia, who primarily helps to uh, manage and administrate the Our Journey of Hope program, cancer care leadership training program that we've talked so much about on the show here. And we're going to talk and get to know who Connie is and why she does what she does. But first, let's welcome Connie. Thank you for being on the show with us Hello, today. Hello, Reverend McRae. How are you, sweetie? I'm great. Thank you. Well, you are. You are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Great really is an understatement, to say the least. You're one, probably one of the hardest working and most vigilant people that I know. And uh, I'm grateful to have you with us today. But in the capacity of talking about you, we always talk about other things when I am working with you specifically, but we're going to talk about you and the work that you do. Um, In the introduction, obviously, you work at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America. You're the spiritual outreach coordinator. And that's a mouthful for the Our Journey of Hope Cancer Care Leadership Training Program. Uh, Tell the people about what you do, just some of the kind of day-to-day activities uh, around this program that is so wildly successful and so many churches are now participating in. Well, one of the primary responsibilities I have is working with churches, um, enlightening them about the program that we offer for them to help them meet the needs of the cancer care community Mm -hmm. um, in their church. Some churches we find don't have Uh, cancer care ministries, and this is a great way for them to learn about the opportunities at CTCA that we offer them to learn how to 
care for people who have cancer and their caregivers. So every day I talk to people on the phone who want to learn more about the program. We have trained more than 350 churches Mm. in our location, and so uh, I get a lot of follow-up calls, people who need additional information about how to to run their programs, how to train people. Um, And so... Primarily, I I do uh, meeting planning. Uh, We prepare for these quarterly trainings that we have at the hospital. And um, I answer questions that people have as they're administering their, their ministry in their home churches. And, and you're very modest. Um, that's just a few things that you do, but really you do so much more. And I tell you, I could not be more grateful uh, for your impact and for your input with the program as a whole. Uh, one of the things that you said that, for there, that there are some churches who do not have cancer care ministries, and the fact of the matter is that's a pretty modest statement. There's a lot mm. of churches, quite frankly, that still, for various different reasons, have not embraced or understood or taking on the challenge, if you will, uh, to start a cancer care ministry. And we know that the need is great. Uh, We hear it every day. You hear it every day. You see it all the time. But let's talk about you for a moment. Prior to working at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, I don't think you had a history with cancer. Is that correct? That's right. And why do you work with this community? What motivates you? What drives you beyond your faith of service, obviously, why do you work with the cancer community? How did you get here? Very interesting question. Well, when I learned about the hospital and the philosophy of this hospital, um, when it came to our community, I decided that I wanted to work here. I didn't know in what capacity. I have a sales and marketing uh, background, meeting planning, and I just knew that there was something here that I could plug into. I love the idea that um, the whole person is treated here. Okay. Because I think healthcare is so much more than just the physical care. Mm-hmm. I think it's the emotional, it's the spiritual. And that intrigued me about the philosophy of, of this particular hospital. And so when I started looking at an opportunity to to work here, that's what motivated me. I'll be honest, I was a little fearful hmm. of being around people who were really, really sick really? all the time. But um, I, I jumped at the chance to work in pastoral care because I enjoy working with people who have strong faith. And okay. frankly, it has it has grown my faith working here, working not only with the with the chaplains, but with the individuals who are who are fighting this terrible beast. And so with that Interestingly enough, as I listen to that, and I know a little bit about your background, uh, I believe originally you were from Illinois and then you moved to Georgia, but you work now in this community and in this space with hundreds of former cancer patients, current cancer patients, faith-based leaders and, and lay people. What do you think is so special or necessary about cancer care leadership training. Why is that necessary, in your opinion? Churches feel ill-equipped to deal with cancer, with a long journey that it often is. Not always, but often. And with that, if I want to interject here, because I think what's important, and I've done this a long time, is that would you say, again, from your experience, that spiritually speaking, we think about things, particularly with regard to health and wellness, of something being quick 
And, you know, we're going to pray, we're going to fast, we're going to have a service, and then we're going to just get by this and keep moving along. But in many cases, as you stated, and I'll make the statement more definitive for you, is that in many cases, a cancer diagnosis and treatment is not quick and simple. That's correct. It's not overnight. It's not just a weekend thing. It's not just a couple of months here and there for many patients. And in that regard, do you feel that that is the disconnect from an organized faith-based perspective that the long-term commitment in some cases to supporting cancer patients, we haven't connected well with that school of thought because we're, we're believing that this is going to be an instantaneous, in some cases, miraculous uh, dynamic that we're going to be done with. We prayed for, we've supported this person, we, we took them a casserole, we visited them a couple of times, they're going to be gone, and we're going to move on to the next thing. But that does not necessarily happen. That's correct. That is correct. And as I tell people when I talk to them on the phone, often for people of faith, the first person that they reach out to is their pastor or mm -hmm. their church. Mm -hmm. And so if the church is not prepared to help meet their needs, then it just sets everyone up for disappointment. Mm -hmm. So this ministry really is so important because, um, as my pastor says, the pastor's not supposed to do all the work. No, The pastor's job is to equip the body to help in the work of the Lord. That is correct. Um, one of the things that I think sets this particular program apart is that it does equip the church to be the church. Well, because it's a it's a it's a lay person training. I mean, obviously, we want pastors to be engaged, involved, to cast a vision, to take ownership of the ministry. That this is another extension of or type of ministry, but we're not expecting pastors per se to do the work of cancer care ministry. Is that correct? Exactly. exactly. So let's just talk about how do you help uh, laity embrace, uh, and it's, it's scriptural that, you know, God called the fivefold ministry, pastors, teachers, prophets, and apostles, and et cetera, to, to empower, to train the, the, the laity to do the work of the ministry. The pastor was never supposed to do the work of the ministry. He's supposed to train, she or he, to train and develop people to do the work of the ministry. And it's a misnomer in a lot of local churches that they people are sitting there just waiting on the pastor to do the ministry. Mm -hmm. And the fact of the matter is we're supposed to be there to do the work of the ministry. So what are some of the things that you have had to help people work through from a laity perspective to really get engaged in being able to do the work of this ministry? To be honest, I think um, it doesn't take an awful lot to engage the body. Okay. I think if you give them a good structure, then um, there will be people, and I've seen this happen with our Journey of Hope, there will be people in the congregation who are not involved in anything else but because they have a personal connection somehow with cancer, mm -hmm. when you present this opportunity to them, they step forward. They don't. Everybody doesn't want to sing in the choir. Everybody doesn't want to be a parking lot attendant. Everybody doesn't want to be a greeter. But there could be a nurse or someone who's had a family member who've experienced cancer that this is ideal for where they've been and where they are and the need to serve in a very specific capacity. Exactly. And when you give a church the structure of the Our Journey of Hope curriculum, and you have leaders who are great at leading, and you offer the opportunity to be trained for, for people who have had no background with this, it's just fascinating to watch how the Lord draws them forward. 
and equips them to do this work that is so needed. You mentioned earlier that that this this work that you've done, how long now have you been doing this, Connie? It's been four years this year. Wow. So in the four years that you've done this, and you've covered some landscape in four years, my dear, that's for sure. You said that this work of ministry and supporting people in ministry has changed you, I believe is the statement that you've said, or impacted you. I'd be interested to hear some specifics, if you wouldn't mind sharing how this has impacted you personally working with this community. Absolutely. I've really come to love servants, servants' hearts. I have, um, in the four years that I've been here, it's my deepest desire to support people, to support them in the work that that God has called them to do, Mm -hmm. because I think it's so beautiful to see people serving others. I think... Everyone is blessed by that. And my eyes were not open to that before I came here. Hmm. It's been remarkable. I see the chaplains that I work with up close ministering to people. Mm-hmm. And um, by ministering, it can be as simple as just being a good listener. Yeah, You can't fix people's problems, but you can be um, encouraging, sympathetic, um, compassionate, I see that up close every day with our chaplains, and then I talk to people who are in the ministry, Mm. people we've trained, Mm -hmm. and I just love helping them to do the the work that the Lord has called them to do. So it's changed me into not wanting to seek the spotlight, but to be a better servant. What are one or two big takeaways that you'd like to leave with this audience about being a better servant? about serving the cancer community and and the interest of our journey of hope cancer care leadership training in their local church. What would you say to this audience mm-hmm. in the closing minutes that we have? Well, I think God doesn't waste any of our experiences and our op- opportunities. Even though I um, have not had direct experience with cancer, mm-hmm. it has impacted me through this job. I think those who are listening are being impacted in some way by people around them because the numbers are just simply staggering of people who have cancer. Yes, you're right. According to the National Cancer Institute, approximately 39.6% of men and women will be diagnosed with cancer at some point during their lifetime. And so those who want to use their experience, whatever it is that God has placed in their life, whether they're already a caregiver or they've been a patient, just be open to what God presents in front of you. Mm. Keep your heart open. Look for ways that um, you can help someone else. And it might be in a, a lay ministry capacity in your in your local church. It might be just caring for your immediate family. Um, our mission field isn't always abroad. It's sometimes in our workplace. It's sometimes in our church. It's sometimes just being a good neighbor. In our backyard. This is Connie Singleton, Spiritual Outreach Coordinator extraordinaire who works at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Noonan, Georgia. I thank you for your service to others who are serving, and it is a pleasure and a privilege for me personally to work with you. Thank you so much. God bless you, dear. Thank you. And Percy, thank you for bringing Connie to us here in the program today. Well, again, it's a privilege to work with her. Connie's diligent and vigilant. Her preparation toward the work that she does really proves 
uh, that when you sow good seed, you'll produce good fruit. Yeah. And so we're seeing tremendous things come out of the efforts there out of Southeastern Regional Medical Center outside of the Atlanta, Georgia, Noonan, Georgia area with regard to our journey of hope. You can listen again to this program anytime if you joined us late. It's archived online at healthhopeandinspiration.com and, of course, archived on iTunes as our podcast as well. So check us out there, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Our resource that we really want you to download today is called Hospital Visitation Tips. You put this together, Percy. Now, how important is personal preparation before you even think about going to the hospital? Again, this this document was put together from, from work experience, learning on the job of actually doing bedside ministry every day. And what's so important fundamentally is you cannot give what you do not possess. You can't give from, you can't draw water from an empty well. Mm-hmm. And so personal preparation really becomes crucial because the unique dynamics and needs of cancer patients and their caregivers will, will, will place a demand upon you in a way that if you haven't, you know, prayed, fasted, been fed and built up on the word of God and have your faith and courage, it's going to be extremely difficult for you to give out of an empty place when those demands are placed upon you by individuals who are struggling and and really looking for words of hope, encouragement, and inspiration. Well, that's just one thought from this resource that you can download right now, hospital visitation tips, personal preparation. You also talk about preparing for the visit. You talk about how to make the most of your visit. Very practical items here. So if you'd like to download this, go to healthhopeandinspiration.com. It's available to you free of charge. Print as many copies as you like and share it with other people who perhaps are planning to have a hospital visit soon or consider this their ministry to visit folks in the hospital. Absolutely. And again, the average person has not been equipped or prepared to do this. So this document is fundamental and it is practical and it will make a difference in your ability to give effective hospital visitation. With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. So visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. You can do that by simply calling the phone number at the top of our homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. I was so impressed with our guest, Connie, today. Uh, she was fearful, though, going you know, into a hospital, being with people who are sick. Well, you know, that's a fundamental response by many people, quite frankly, Wayne. If you ask the average person walking up and down the street, how do you feel about going to a hospital visiting sick people? They will probably be very frank and candid to tell you, as I've learned and heard, even from pastors who feel uncomfortable in hospital environments. And so the fear that I believe that she expressed and articulated was fundamentally around the idea of, again, I'm not necessarily sure I want to be around people who don't feel well, uh, what can be 
be perceived as a negative environment. And again, the overall sense of uncertainty that most people have around the subject matter, sickness, disease, and specific to cancer. She soon learned, as everyone does, it's a blessing. As I've told a gazillion people, I don't know if that's a literal number, but with that, the point to be made here simply is this, that many people are really struggling with the idea of internal fear. And it's one of the reasons why there's such a wall of silence around the subject of cancer and cancer support. We don't know what we should say. We're not sure what we should say. So there becomes this inherent fear. There's this wall that goes up. We don't talk. We don't have discourse. And we don't support people with cancer. And therefore, it creates a greater sense of isolation and, quite frankly, an environment for cancer to run rampant without anyone saying or doing anything about it. Yeah, and as I was listening to Connie, I was thinking about people who say, well, I don't really have anything I can offer. And Connie's testimony is that everyone has something to offer. Yeah, and at the end of the day, we we all have something to offer, and it's an amazing thing. You know, there was a great gospel song in the late 70s sung by Danny Bill Hall entitled Ordinary People that simply said this, little becomes much when we place it in the master's hand. And when we understand that, see, again, we're, we're in an environment and a culture where everybody has to be larger than life. You know, I, I've, I was reading recently the reviews about all of the superhero Marvel movies and, and over-the-top <laughs> characters and flying through the air and great gadgets and supercars and great superhuman strength. The fact of the matter is we are super when we connect our humanity to God's ability. And that's where the supernatural comes into play. I'm going to say it again. I said it too quick. You heard me too slow. (laughs) Is that we are natural. We connect it to God's super. We create the supernatural. So God will take our little and he'll make much of it if we just simply dare to lay that at the foot of the cross and say, Lord, take me, use me and put me in the direction that you want me to go in. And everyone can listen as we think about, you know, being empowered to serve people, especially those who are on a cancer journey. Everybody can listen Everyone has the ability to listen, and everyone has the ability to have compassion toward their brother of humanity or their sister of humanity and display the love of God. Again, we have the love of God that has been a shared abroad in our hearts, the Word of God tells us. Now we need to be able to funnel and channel that to someone in a very meaningful way. If it's nothing more than a cold compress on someone's forehead, holding someone's hand, saying a simple prayer, or simply being present to listen to the thoughts, fears, and inhibitions of those who are working and walking and fighting the good fight of faith. That scripture verse that you read for us earlier really guides us, doesn't it? It does. And when we go back to it, Joshua 1 and 9, it basically tells us, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. There's a reason why the Word of God often tells us not to be afraid, because fear is our number one enemy. So we're constantly reminded not to fear or be fearful because we're always confronted with fear. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord, the Lord your God, hallelujah, will be with you. And here's the kicker, not just on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, not just when you get paid, not on the holidays, but for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you may go. Love it, love it. Hey, we're not done talking about this. Let's pick up this topic again next time here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration, all right? Let's do it. Keep chopping the wood. Yeah, don't forget, download hospital visitation tips at healthhopeandinspiration.com. For Pastor P, I'm Wayne Shepherd. Percy McRae is our host. We'll be back next time with Health, Hope, and Inspiration. 
Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.